another week of Elvis Lives, a conspiracy theory podcast. Fancy seeing you here, Julie. Fancy seeing you here. Are you here? I don't think so. Um, I'm messing up all the buttons today, guys. That's what's happening. I got a panicked point. Yeah, I was like, I can't can't do all the things at once. Oh, dear, how are you, though? Like, how's life? I'm good. Um, yeah, look, 2020s. What'd you do for New Year's? Start. <laughs> um, watch the fireworks. Nice. <laughs> that's, uh, nice. That's it. Sounds we're, like a lie, but cool. It is a lie because we're not technically in 2020 yet. Technically, we're um, coming to you from the past. Ooh. 2019. The ghost of Christmas The past. plan is to, like, watch the fireworks, but... The reality is, is that I will probably be asleep before midnight. <laughs> Are there any fireworks? Yes. Where? At South Bank. Oh, I thought they'd cancel them all. Well, they were all running during Christmas, so That's I weird. would assume that they're doing it for New Year's. Okay, guys. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Anyway. Anyway. This is we. Uh, we're so good at. Not talking about the thing we need to be talking about. I don't even know what the thing we need to be talking about. I is. know it's a complete surprise today. I was like, you are not knowing anything. It'd be funny if I knew the whole conspiracy. Anyway. It's probably true. You know a lot of conspiracies. <laughs> I doubt that you uh, you don't know anything. Tell me. Um, all right. So we already know a lot about the RMS Titanic, right? We do. We do. We we've we've covered it in a couple of podcasts actually. Um. So, for those of you who don't know, a really brief little snippet is that it was a luxury British steamship um, that took only three years to build, which I think in retrospect, maybe we should have taken our time. Um, It departed from Southampton in England um, for its maiden voyage to New York City on April 12th, 1912, with 2,240 passengers and crew on board. But we'll get back to, like, the Titanic later. Okay. I just want to focus on three particular passengers for a moment. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Let's start with New Yorker Mr. Benjamin Guggenheim. The son of Maya and Barbara Guggenheim was 46 when he boarded the Titanic in Cherbourg, France with his valet and his mistress. Hey. Travelling first class, the mining and smelting tycoon returned to his room <laughs> as the boat was going down to dress into his finest evening wear. So it had hit the iceberg and he was rushed. He was put into a life belt. He got a sweater put over him and he got rushed upstairs because he was first class. Um, and then he was like, no, no, I'm going back. And so him and Uno his, momento. Uno momento. I'm going back with my valet um, and we are going to dress in our finest evening wear. And then he remarked, we've dressed up in our best and are prepared to go down like gentlemen. Cute. Mr. Guggenheim, his valet, and his chauffeur, who was not in first class, his chauffeur was in second class, um, all died in the tragedy and their bodies were never recovered. But his mistress and his maid survived after boarding lifeboat number nine. Engine, engine number nine. That's it. Let's move on to Isidore Strauss, who was born in February 6, 1845. He was a German-born American Jewish Jewish businessman, politician, and he was the co-owner of Macy's department store with his brother Nathan at the time. He came to England during the American Civil War to secure ships for blockade running. After the Civil War, his family moved to New York City. His father, Lazarus, convinced Roland Hussey Macy founder of Macy's, to allow Al Strauss and Sons to open a crockery department in the basement of the building. 
as you do start small 35 years later Isidore and his brother Nathan had worked their way up to gaining full ownership of R.H. Macy and Co Mm. Mm. They worked hard. Isidore <laughs> and his wife Ida boarded the Titanic after a winter travelling France. As the Titanic was sinking, Ida refused to leave Isidore and refused to get into a lifeboat without him because women and children were first. Yeah. Although Isidore was offered a seat in a lifeboat to accompany Ida, he refused seating while there were still women and children aboard and refused to make any exception. What a gentleman. Yes, but in doing so also didn't save his wife. Um, Awkward. Uh, people who witnessed it, uh, one being Colonel Archibald Gracie the Fourth, um, offered to the deck, asked the deck officer and said, "Hey, can Isidore and Ida just like both get in together?" And they were like, "Yeah, that's fine." Um, <laughs> Isidore was reported to having told Gracie, "I will not go before the other men," and Ida insisted that her maid get on the lifeboat. Lifeboat number eight, in fact. So one boat in front of uh, Thingy's mistress. Um, what was his name? But oh, also, it's adorable Guggenheim. that she's like, my maid needs to hop on a boat. My, ne- Go. my, maid, needs, my maid needs to hop on a boat. I'm going to stay with my husband. I love him a lot. So she gave, um, her maid's name was Ellen Bird. Aww. She gave Ellen her fur, co- her fur coat and said that she would no longer be needing it. Ida said she would no longer be needing Aww. it. And said, I will not separate from my husband. As Aww. we have lived, so will we die together. Aww. Isn't that cute? Isidore and Ida were last seen on deck arm in arm. Um, all the witnesses that saw it described it Ooh. as, again, I don't know how to turn the sound team. off on this, like, notification. Enjoy, guys. Um, all the witnesses who, like, saw them and watched them as they sailed away described it as the most remarkable exhibition of love and devotion. The couple both died, but Isidore's body was the only one to be recovered. And finally, Colonel John Jacob Astor IV, a.k.a. J.J. Astor, was the son of William Astor and the great-grandson of John Jacob Astor, the fur trader. After graduating Harvard and travelling abroad, he returned to the U.S. to manage the family fortune. In 1894, Astor wrote a semi-scientific novel called A Journey in Other Worlds. <laughs> uh, he a also- semi-scientific. A semi-scientific That's like novel. our podcast is like semi-research. <laughs> um... He also developed a bunch of stuff, a bicycle brake, turbine engines, um, pneumatic road improver. He was all part of that. But I think what people would know his name most for is that uh, he built the Astoria Hotel adjoining the Waldorf in New York, um, which was owned by his cousin, William Waldorf Astor. So the new building became known as the Waldorf Astoria, which we see in Gossip Girl. For those of you who want to play along. He was big on the whole real estate thing. He had two other hotels, the Hotel St. Regis and the Knickerbocker. Um, He became uh, Colonel Staff to the General Levi P. Morton, um, which, and at the time they were fighting the Spanish-American War, and so was commissioned to be a lieutenant colonel um, for the U.S. Volunteers. Um, His yacht also was at the disposal of the U.S. government, and was equipped with all of the battle ad- artillery that they needed. Um, so he's very much in that mindset of chaos and right. destruction, right? <laughs> he boarded the Titanic in Cherbourg, France as well, with his second wife, Madeleine Force, who was a year younger than his youngest son, so it uh, caused some controversy. What? Um, 
his man cradle snatcher. Right. His manservant Victor Robbins, um, his wife's maid Rosalie Boudoir, and Miss Caroline Louise Andre, Miss Astor's private nurse, and their pet. Which what? was a cat. Oh, I was like, Miss two different things. Private nurse and which, their pet. I was like, we story? did just see cats. So <laughs> the cat became uh, a nurse. Uh, <laughs> um, the thing is with JJ Astor hmm. is the ship hit the iceberg hmm. and he went to investigate and he was like, oh, we're fine. It's fine. Not that much damage. And then as the boat was sinking, they all were huddled in the gym and he was like, we are safer here than on those silly little lifeboats. And then it got to a point where the second officer um, came on and started helping the passengers to safety and he was like, oh, no, this is serious now. And by then it was kind of a bit too late. So um, he helped his wife onto the lifeboat and he's like, can I, can I hop on with her? And they're like, nah, mate, men have to wait, women and children first. And so he ended up... Men have to wait. We only have a certain amount of lifeboats, but men have, have to, to wait. wait. And we just sent one with like three passengers in it. Um, <laughs> can you imagine like, ah, it's fine. Half fill it. Off you go. Off you go. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, he ended up uh, obviously not making it. Um, and his body was recovered and sent back to New York City. But I guess we know that there are a heap of stories of passengers that kind of went similarly to this. But what if these three people were the reason the Titanic sunk in the first place? Wow. Kind of breaking our deck here too, guys. It's an interesting time. We're going to get in so much trouble. So, Zane, I just, I got really, like, energised. Energized by, by death. By de- no, but like this idea, like last week was kind of a murder mystery. This week might be a murder mystery. <laughs> January might be the murder mystery month. It might be murder conspiracy mystery month. theories. So what do we know? We know that the Titanic sunk after hitting an iceberg. Mm-hmm. We know that the first class passengers were the most likely to survive, but we have three or four passengers that didn't that were all in first class. Yeah, um, and we know that many many passengers didn't make it. But do we know that this was a plot to murder these three passengers in particular? <sighs> dun, dun, dun. According to one theory, an organisation, possibly like the Illuminati or maybe even the Jes- Jesuits, needed business magnates Benjamin Guggenheim, Isa Strauss or Isidore Strauss and John Jacob Astor out of the picture because they all opposed the formation of the US Federal Reserve. So in the year after the Titanic sank, 1913, there was a massive change to the American banking system um, and it was believed, it is believed or the theory believes that by taking out these three prominent outspoken voices, the powers that be were able to take unprecedented control of the nation's finances, setting up the National Reserve or the Federal Reserve. Um in order to do that, though, yes. So, <laughs> uh, so Julie's face is like, what? She's just closed her laptop. She's now actually listening. <laughs> My eyes are widened. Um, Isidore Strauss was also a politician, so mm. he had a lot of say in a lot of things as well. Um, uh, it also, this theory also goes on to state that in order for this to happen, Captain Edward Smith 
were, had had to have been a willing henchman of the plan and therefore deliberately rammed the Titanic into the iceberg, a task that was essentially a suicide mission to eliminate these three millionaires. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what, though, Julie? What, what, what? There's no evidence oh. to prove it. <laughs> Shocking! <laughs> um, but that won't stop the memes. The memes. The mums. The memes. The mums. Apparently the memes. <laughs> you hate yourself a little bit right now, don't Not you? really. <laughs> um, which, why don't I add memes are made by people? Just like they're not evidence in, in any way, Here, shape or form. have a meme. I'd like to present to the court a meme <laughs> that I made myself. Exhibit A, meme. My meme. My meme, my meme. My meme. Or maybe created by a, a seven-year-old child by this point. Everyone knows <laughs> how to do it these days. Anyway, the memes seem to point to the fact that Father Francis Brown, a Jesuit, was on board and he took a number of photos before leaving the ship when it briefly docked in Ireland. Apparently, Brown was given a telegram saying, Get off that ship! Cool, cool, cool. All in capitals don't know if that's how it actually was but this is how it's been written um this telegram was sent by Jes- jesuit superiors who seemed to know the titanic was going down okay or he just got in trouble for boarding a really expensive luxury steamship that too um and we've taken it out of context now that we know what the result of the titanic voyage was very true so yeah that is the <laughs> idea is that these three people who had a lot of money and a lot of say in the way the world worked at the time needed to be taken out and so they used the titanic for that purpose Mm, right okay 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 this seems like a lot like a lot of collateral damage a lot of like yes they were successful if those were the three people that they Mm -hmm. chose but all of those people left behind families of, of adult children yeah who probably would have gone on to well who did who went on to still be Macy's still standing I don't know if it's still in the Strauss family Macy's is still standing but, uh, Astor's still standing is it not yes Waldorf Astoria is still standing and so are the other the Hotel St Regis exactly so, so I'm sure they all had things to say about I mean the US Federal Reserve also now exists so <laughs> yes. obviously maybe they didn't they didn't have as many things to say mm. about that particular section or they didn't get to have a say but it just seems Look, it's a fun theory like I mean it's not fun it's not fun for but the other fun. people that were involved in this tragedy fun theory but it is interesting for people to be like hey you know what it was never meant to sink. It wasn't built to sink. It was so not built to sink that they took off so many lifeboats. It was meant to have like 50 <laughs> more lifeboats. Let's just remove them because it's never going to sink. It's heavy and it looks gross. So, so hmm. maybe it is, maybe. again, people just, just trying to to justify a tragedy like we have seen in so many conspiracies before. Yeah, I think so. That there, there are actually so many conspiracy theories just on the Titanic. Um, our producer Zane will come and speak with us about oh, one of well, them. Well, there are so, so many. And I feel like maybe Isidore and Ida Strauss may have been the, uh, what's it called? The inspiration. Right. For the Titanic movie. Because it's very Jack and, and Rose. Are you ready? Am I ready? For this confession? Yes. I've never seen the Titanic. <laughs> Okay, Julie, last week you had a go at me because I didn't know who Natalie Wood was and you haven't seen one of the highest grossing films of all time. (laughs) 
I mean, Natalie Wood was in multiple high-grossing <laughs> films. So. Yeah, but you were alive when Titanic was released. I was a very small child. <laughs> I was like, what, five? Yeah, roughly. Yeah. yeah. Maybe seven or eight. Still not yeah. old enough to really watch the Titanic. But old enough to read Harry Potter. I didn't. Until <laughs> I was a teenager. <laughs> I mean, I was deemed old enough to watch some really inappropriate TV shows. <laughs> so it's fine. But okay, we'll after we've watched all of the Natalie Wood movies, you can watch Titanic. No, we'll just put Titanic in the middle. We'll, we'll put Titanic we'll sandwich in the middle. It. Okay. We'll go West Side Story, Titanic, Gypsy. Yeah. <laughs> I am really sad because uh, particularly reading. Like, there is so much more out there, guys. We've given you a very short snippet because we want to keep these episodes uh, car length. Car Car length. (laughs) Car ride length. Um, But Isadora and Ida Strauss particularly is such a – they're hardworking people who have worked from the ground up and have found love and they obviously really enjoyed each other's company and their their relationship and unfortunately – it was a tragedy, but if it, someone did it on purpose, <laughs> you can't see tragedy in purpose like that. I so I get a little mad when these theories come up. I I'm a little mad that their love didn't get to continue all the way through to old age. Yeah, and I also like when you read all the other like how come how come JJ Astor was not a like Isidore was offered a place on a lifeboat but JJ Astor wasn't like there was lots of mix I mean it was chaos and everyone was freaking out it would have that's what it would have been it yeah. wouldn't have been like logical thinking yeah. it would have been like oh uh, this yeah, is sure. yeah yeah um men in uh, like women and children first uh, yeah look there's one more spot yeah. you go and obviously Isidore and Ida seemed like a wonderful people and JJ Astor looked like a bit of a douche um it just in the yeah. history books yeah so that might have also had something to do with I mean it. any any woman that sends her maid before herself like pretty decent human and gives her a fur coat being like I'm not gonna need this anymore because we're dying together yeah also goes I'm not going to need this anymore while she's standing on the dock yeah of a Titanic yeah that's in like I don't know, just like some sunny Caribbean. Oh, wait, no. Nope. They've just hit an iceberg. Yeah. It's going to be cold. Yeah. She would have been like freezing a little butt off. Yep. And then dead. Yeah. And she knew it. She knew what was coming and was like, so it is, it's a, it's a funny theory. There are a few that popped up today, but that one I was like, oh my goodness, people. I know. The Titanic, if the Titanic was um, an event that, was masterminded to silence the voices of three people then that is horrible that's like beyond horrible i can't imagine humanity if that is what we're doing to two thousand other people look not unheard of in the world of conspiracies to to kill many to get rid of one or two it's true and it is a conspiracy i don't believe it but the idea that some that people out there are like this is what happened and the idea that potentially people at the time were like well maybe looks a little dodgy it's really sad anyway let us know what you think we've got the socials we've got the socials indeed there's several socials you can get us on facebook and instagram at alvis lives podcast both of those handles um and our email address alvis lives podcast at gmail.com if you are listening on a podcatcher that allows you to rate review and subscribe please do so we want to hear what you think that would be delightful that would be delightful and if you're listening to spotify you just keep us on repeat 
That's all. Yeah. That's how you tell us you love us. Sounds good to me. You can fall asleep to our really annoying voices. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. We do love you. Thank you for joining us. Next week is a really exciting event for Elvis Lives, Julie. It is. It's our first birthday. It's our first birthday. We turn one. We turn one next week. 52 episodes in. That's amazing. I know. I didn't think we started in January. I didn't think so either. I thought we started, started in like March. <laughs> Oh, yeah, here we are. Oh, we never know what we're doing. Anyway, no. thank you so much for joining us. We will see you for birthday week next week. Bye. Bye.